Hi, this is Rob Silverstone, and you're listening to The Rob Silverstone Show. The views on this show are my own and do not reflect those of any corporation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about leadership. First, what is the definition of a leader? A leader is one who inspires followers to achieve more, pushes the organization to accomplish goals or tasks, pushes the organization to solve problems. A leader formulates strategies and visions. He or she sees the goal line before others even see the playing field. You may ask, what are the differences between a manager and a leader? A manager provides inputs to help generate the products or services that are the team's responsibility. The manager directs the team on day-to-day and week-to-week activities and translates the strategies formulated by the leader into actionable tasks. Managers guide and sometimes push the team to get the work done and help the team members to realize the correct actions and paths and to follow those paths. Managers make decisions to benefit the team, the company, and all who are within. A good manager is not a micromanager, but helps the team to accomplish its goals. A leader, on the other hand, sets the overall tone. The leader creates strategy and vision that the managers act upon. Similarly, a good leader is also not a micromanager, but inspires his or her followers to be their best, to accomplish more than they even thought was possible. A strong, effective leader can also be a strong, effective manager. Most successful leaders do have skills in the managerial area. Often, they have risen through the ranks from manager level to leadership level based on the combination of their managerial skills and their leadership vision. On the other hand, some strong leaders are not strong managers, which may undermine those leaders' ultimate successes. The best ways for a leader to communicate are several. One is to use the Socratic method, which means, on occasion, asking leading questions to help followers uncover their own knowledge about how to solve a problem, how to achieve a goal, or how to finish a project. Describing and reminding followers about the end goal, leaders help them see the benefits of reaching that end goal. Many leaders offer words of encouragement and team building. Best leaders tend to avoid the use of I as a word, and instead use we. Often, avoiding phrases such as do this or else, or do you want to keep your job, they don't give ultimatums to their followers, but rather they give their followers guidance in order to get things done. The best leaders are empathetic and friendly and don't try to be everyone's best friend. There is, of course, a balance between being supportive, friendly, and understanding and actually being friends. Taking the latter path could lead to conflicts of interest. Taking the former path will lead to enthusiastic followers and better end results. That does not mean that the leader cannot become friends with people within the organization, but it does mean that the leader has to be careful about being too familiar with subordinates. What does a leader do exactly to inspire followers? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. He or she articulates a vision, perhaps of how things can improve or of what will happen if the team takes certain actions. The leader translates that vision into aspirational benefits that followers believe that they can and will achieve. The leader formulates strategies designed to move the team forward toward that achievement. Of course, a leader must be focused. 
He or she must be mindful of external and internal variables and the changing landscape in order to create and share an appropriate strategy or vision. He or she must be able to concentrate on how to achieve the end results, even if she does not have all the interim steps to get there, meaning that the role of the ma- that's the role of the managers under the leader. The managers carry out the day-to-day steps. The leader keeps the big picture in mind. The leader must avoid distractions and rabbit holes or else risk significant failures. He or she must recalibrate if things take an unexpected turn in order to keep the organization on track. And he or she must determine which information is accurate and actionable and which information merits further study or questions, etc. One of the leader's main goals, as you've heard, is to keep the team on track. When results are unexpected, disappointing, or off the main track, the leader needs to jump in to interpret, redirect, pick up the pieces, show the new path. The leader does this at a macro company-wide level, while the effective manager does the same thing but at the team or department level. Let's look at some examples of leaders whom we can admire and perhaps imitate. In politics, I can think of a few great examples. One is Winston Churchill, who was the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom from 1940 to 1945 during World War II and also 1951 to 1955 during the Cold War. Churchill stood up to Germany and rallied the UK population. Uh, He cheered on the public even during the bombing of London in 1940. He consistently stood up in defense of the country and against fascism. Angela Merkel, the Chancellor of Germany from 2005 until 2021, similarly inspired her followers. She had a PhD in physical chemistry and worked in industry before going into politics. Clearly, she was well-educated. She defended Germany within the European Union and led and inspired German industry to greater output and productivity. Toward the end of her time in office, she welcomed Syrian refugees to help solve the German population trend problem. Like much of Europe, Germany's population was in natural decline without the advent of refugees coming in. In the corporate world, a few good leaders are Steve Jobs, the founder and CEO of Apple, and Mark Benioff, the founder and CEO of Salesforce.com. First, let's talk about Steve Jobs. He started Apple with his friend Steve Wozniak in 1976 in his parents' garage. He led the company that simplified personal computing, though he was known to have both brilliant ideas and an abrasive personality. I never said that great leaders can't be flawed. In fact, some are flawed rather tragically. Jobs was forced out in 1985 and went on to start uh, tech company Next and film company Pixar. He then returned to Apple in 1997, and he took the company to greater heights, including the introduction of the iPhone in 2007. Apple today has a market capitalization of $2.4 trillion, making it the most valuable company in the world. It has over $300 billion in revenue and 147,000 employees. It is the world's largest company by market capitalization. Mark Benioff at Salesforce uh, used Steve Jobs as an early mentor. Subsequently, he worked for Larry Ellison at Oracle, and became a me- and Ellison became a mentor of Benioff when Benioff put together the idea for what became Salesforce. Later, the two had a falling out. Benioff left to start Salesforce, and that has become the industry leader in customer relationship management software 
with $26 billion in revenue and a market cap of $255 billion. And Benioff leads an organization with 56,000 employees. Let's figure out how to identify leaders whom you can speak to for advice. In terms of companies, smaller company C-suite leaders may be more approachable than larger company leaders. Great people to reach out to would be the CEOs, the CFOs, the COOs, perhaps the chief human resource officer. People at smaller companies tend to have more time and spend more time on recruiting, which means they may be more open to uh, people reaching out from the outside. When you're networking, which has been covered in another one of our podcast episodes, figure out whom you know at the company. That might help you get in the door. When you reach out, suggest perhaps that you meet over a cup of coffee, which implies a shorter, more meaningful conversation, as many C-suite officers have 15 or 30 minutes to give, but not an hour or two. Another source of networking is religious organizations. You could approach your rabbi, your priest, your imam. Um, They're often not only approachable, but they know lots of other people within the community whom they can help put you in touch with. Uh, Keep in mind, at charitable organizations, including religious organizations, there's usually also an executive director who may be very approachable as well. And that person also knows lots and lots of contacts, which may be valuable for you. Part of what you'll need to do is to reach out and land a mentor. A mentor can help guide you in career steps, in how to deal with difficult situations, uh, in how to change your persona in order to be more successful. So when you reach out, one thing you can do is to try to find a mentor through word of mouth. Uh, You could use LinkedIn, which is a great source for business contacts. You can seek out authors of published articles and perhaps also talk to bosses, former bosses, professors or other teachers, family, family friends. Uh, These are all legitimate sources in order to try to identify the people who could be your mentors. Many people benefit from having a mentor team of three or four or five who can give them different advice about different aspects of their career lives. You can also become a mentor to others. It feels great to give back, and this is one way of giving back. You can offer to help other people. Um, You should always be a good listener. You don't always have to have all the answers, but it's good to be uh, cognizant of what the person's problems are, and then ask leading questions to help that person solve his or her own problems. Of course, offer solutions where appropriate, and otherwise, just offer a sense of direction. Among the leading questions you can ask are, what's the right thing you think is the right thing to do? How would you have handled this differently, given what you know now? So you can see there are lots of approaches which may help you become more successful in your quest to be a great manager, and then to be a great leader. All companies are led by leaders. Some are great, some are not so great, of course. Uh, But all companies have a large staff of managers. You have to figure out what's the best role for you. Is it just to be a lifelong manager? Is it to aspire to become a leader? And how do you get there? What are the steps to take? Well, I hope you've enjoyed this lesson. And if you have any feedback, please reach out to us at rob at therobsilverstoneshow.com. Thanks for listening and look forward to another episode of our podcast. 